Let's Get Down to Business is a production of Money Honey Media. All advice discussed in this production is general in nature and should not be applied to your personal circumstances without first consulting the advice of a tax professional. Let's get down to business. Today I'm going to do an episode of Up Yourself, which is what Nicole and I, who started this podcast, were talking about as a small little bit of information about something that you may not know too much about. You might have heard about it, but you don't really know what it's all about. And we want to give you a little bit of knowledge so that if you're in a conversation with someone and the topic comes up, you can at least feel confident not to feel totally stupid about the topic and hopefully be able to contribute a little bit into that conversation. So what I was thinking I'd talk about today, uh, in the news fairly recently, there was a bit of a, a interest in the bond market and what it was doing. And it just made me think, I haven't thought about the bond market for years. So um, I grew up in the bond market, it sort of feels like. So my first job in uh, my career was at the Reserve Bank of Australia and that I got that job because I'd done economics at school and we talked about the Reserve Bank and I just thought that'd be a great place to work um, because that's where monetary policy happened. And I found myself pretty quickly slap bang into the domestic markets department, which is where monetary policy effectively is run from. And my job uh, as a 17-year-old was to work in the uh, domestic markets dealing room and to uh, basically we would – I had actually no idea what we were doing. I was just doing what I was told to do. But my job was to find out what was happening in the bond market, what the trading was was each day. I used to have to ring up all the different brokers and find out what deals they'd done – um, I used to also very I used to do the settlements. So I used to like work out the paperwork on any of the deals that the Reserve Bank did. And my most important job every morning was to type into the Reuters machine the dealing intentions for the day and to advise the market of the discount rate. Now these days the discount rate is the thing that they the Reserve Bank meet about on the first Tuesday of each month and it's a big deal what the discount rate is. It's actually the thing that determines what the interest rates are and we all are very aware of what that that rate is. But back in the old days, and I do say old days because this was 1987, the Reserve Bank used to, uh, the board used to, or the people who were in power of making monetary policy decisions used to meet every morning. They'd have a cup of tea, they'd work out what they were going to do. Someone would run down from their office and give us a piece of paper. I would type that information into the um, Reuters machine and the market would then start ringing up to sell or buy whatever it is that we were doing as a dealing room, um, government bonds. Now, one day, I have to tell you my my you know, 15 minutes of fame or 15 seconds of fame it probably was. One day, I actually typed that discount rate in, in the wrong way. <laughs> typed in the wrong rate. Now, if that happened today, everyone would know about it. Um, As a 17-year-old, I had no idea that, you know, that mistake had any implications on anything. The phones went crazy. Everyone came running in and here is me going, oh, sorry, I just typed the wrong number in. Like, 
sorry, I didn't know that was a big deal. So kind of funny. And, and in hindsight, now that I know how important that rate was, it was probably a very bad mistake. And after that, I used to have two people had to watch what I was doing. And before I pressed enter, make sure that I had the right figure in there. And I'm sure that practice continued until that whole concept of um, publishing that rate you know, disappeared. Anyway, back to government bonds. So what are government bonds? Um, Government bonds, well, the bond market, it doesn't have to be a government bond. There are corporate bonds as well, but we usually hear about things like shares and uh, we also hear about commodities, so what the price of gold is or what the price of oil is. Or these days we also hear about the price of uh, our, um, you know, Bitcoin and other sort of cyber, you know, things that are just out there. But we don't really hear too much about the bond market, but it's always been there. And the bond market is based on, Issuing the government's issuing a bond to um, to raise money effectively, so they're borrowing money from their own people in most cases. So, when I was uh, working at New South Wales Treasury Corporation, which is where I went to after the Reserve Bank, we then issued bonds on behalf of the New South Wales government. And I used to always think, you know, this is money that we issue, or they, we issue these for old people, which are probably people my age now, but back then they seemed really old. And they were a nice, safe investment for your retirees. They would, you know, go and buy their bonds. They had a piece of paper that said that in some time in the future, with whatever that was, typically 10 years, may have been five years, may have been three years, they could go and redeem that bond and they would receive the same amount of money back. So if they bought a bond for um, $1,000, for example, in 10 years' time, they could go and take that bond back and they would get their $1,000 back. But in the meantime, every six months they would get an interest payment for that bond and that would be the market rate of interest that was set on it. Now, if you think about it, that piece of paper is worth something. It's worth the lots of different interest that they're going to get over the term of that bond. And so people then start to trade those bonds. So not everyone who buys a bond is an older retired person who wants to get some sort of money safely. Uh, the people who tend to buy bonds are traders and and big investment banks. So if you start to think about it in the way I try and understand it myself, if I have a 10-year bond that was issued five years ago, um, that then it's not a 10-year bond anymore, it's a five-year bond, right? So 10 years ago, five years ago, some the government would have issued a 10-year bond and saying that in 10 years from that time that this much would be happy, this is what you'd get back and they would have set a fa- a, an interest rate to that whatever that interest rate might be. Let's just say for this, for argument's sake, the interest rate was 5%. I'm sure it wouldn't have been 5%. As time goes on, that 5% either becomes more valuable to, to you or less valuable to you. So, um, you know, at the moment, if we were getting uh, interest of 5% on a bond, that'd be very valuable because our interest rates are really low. So if I wanted to buy that bond off someone, I would expect to pay a premium for that bond because, you know, I'm going to get 5% interest on that for the rest of the time that that bond's around. If at the same time it was the other way around, so let's say that the interest rate on um, that was 5%, but interest rates in our world are 10%, which I know they're not, but just take that as an example, um, to get that bond and to get the equivalent of what the market rate is today, I would expect to pay less for that bond so that when I get my my uh, face value back at the end of the time, I'm making up for all that lost interest that I'm going to get 
uh, that I'm not going to get. So the price of the bond is really based on on like the price of trading a bond is really based on the expectations of the market at that point in time. So even though there's an underlying commodity, which is a piece of paper that says at a certain point of time that that piece of paper will be redeemed for a face value and while you're holding on to that, you're going to get a set rate of interest, the value of that interest comparative to what's going on in the market makes the value of the bond change on a daily basis. Now, what they do is they talk about, they don't talk about price, they actually talk about yield. And yield is the interest rate that is traded. So yield is different to the interest rate that's attached to the bond. The, uh, the uh, rate that would be attached to the bond is set when the bond is issued. The yield is the price that someone is going to be prepared to pay or is the value, is the interest rate that is being used to work out the price of the bond when they're trading it. So yield is actually uh, then very strongly related through a a formula to what the price is that you would pay for that bond. So when people are saying that yields up, that means that you know interest rates are probably up as well. Yields are down, interest rates are down. And price is actually inverse to yield. So the higher the yield, the lower the price and vice versa, which is what I was talking about. So if the higher the higher the yield, the higher the value of the bond, the lower the, the lower the price of the bond to try and even out what's going to be the underlying value of that asset. So it's a little bit complicated stuff, but it, it's you know no one's really going to have to work out why what the yield and price are in this sort of environment. You know, it's probably just understanding what a government bond is. So when we have a budget that has a big deficit, the government have to raise money in different ways. And one of those ways that they may choose to raise it is domestically issuing bonds, people buy the bonds, the government are effectively borrowing off the citizens of Australia who want to purchase those bonds or whoever else it is because you don't have to be an Australian citizen to buy an Australian bond, but it tends to be a domestic thing. The same thing with the states, if the states are for, you know, the New South Wales Treasury Corporation, if they want to borrow money, they can issue those bonds and, you know, whoever buys them, basically the New South Wales government is borrowing off whoever is buying those bonds and, you know, that's how it is. And then there's obviously the market that trades them. So I just thought I'd give you a little bit of an update on, on what that is. Why do the government uh, use bonds not just for raising money but for monetary policy? Well, okay, I'm not an economist and those of you who know me, I actually failed miserably at ec- economics but... They use that to, by them buying or selling bonds, they can actually affect the yield so they can affect that price and that the yield is also a bit of a determinant of future value of interest rates. So if you have a look at the, you'll often hear them say the 10-year bond rate or the three-year bond rate, that's really showing pricing, like the, the rate or the yield is actually showing you what the expectations are for those rates into the future. Now, expectations change all the time. There's so many factors that come into that. But if you would see, if you were to look at the three-year bond rate right now and it is very similar to the current interest rate, the expectation is that in the next three years, interest isn't going to go up anymore or go down anymore. It's going to stay fairly stable. If you look at the three-year bond rate, and it is a lot higher, 
than what the interest rate is now, then the expectation of the market is that the interest rate is going to go up or vice versa, although I don't know how much further down it can go. So it is really pricing expectations and that is um, why the bond market is really important because it starts to give us an indication of what interest rates might be into the future. So, yep, I miss my days at the Reserve Bank. It was quite fun working in an area that was really, you know, pretty uh, at the centre of monetary policy, which was something I was really interested in. Uh, Did I have any idea what I was doing? Probably not. How important it was? Probably not either. But, you know, it was definitely a great breeding ground. And when I do hear about things like monetary policy and when I think about things like the bond market, I can actually visualise how it happens and and seeing it in action. So anyway, hopefully this has given you a little bit of information and I look forward to talking to you next week. But in the meantime, please feel free to listen to our other podcasts, follow us on Spotify and on Apple iTunes or wherever else you get your podcasts and join our Facebook group, which is Money Honey Trading Ways. Have a great week, everyone. Thanks.